Alright, so I'm sitting at my desk and I've got all my notes in front of me, all my plans set up to do this show. Uh, and I'm really, really nervous. I've never talked to myself to host a podcast episode on my own before. And I've known I was going to do this, uh, that this moment would come. I've, I've been thinking about it for the last three months or so. Um, I guess I just, uh, I want it to come out perfect. I want to do everything I can to explore uh, this story the, the way I know it can be explored in my mind. I, uh, I've asked people, talked to friends about how this subject should be approached, and I can't really, you know, I don't really know. Um, I haven't had anybody tell me not to do it and I mean the way I view things like if I'm uncomfortable and afraid to, to do something or try something those are the moments I need to step up and do it so I'm sitting here now at my house uh, with a plan to tell Lucian's story as it has been perceived by me not his life story I'm not exploring the character of who he was or, or what he represented to anybody other than me. And it's difficult because I I, um, I told, even told myself a couple of days ago when I was talking with some friends about how I was going to do this, like, I, I don't want to make this about me. Uh, but it's literally just me sitting here and all the, th the thoughts that I would manage to document in response to losing a friend. Um, the conversation I was able to capture between me and a friend. So it's, it's impossible to do a show and not make it about me. Like I can say I'm doing it for Lucian, but he doesn't, you know, he's not, he didn't, I don't know. It's, uh, well, he's not here to tell me not to, or to do it. <laughs> so it's just me sitting here doing it for me and I'm gonna share it with you um, I'm gonna try out the new intro I just got done working on a, a new intro for the for this podcast it's gonna be called inside the mind's eye and this is the first episode it's with Lucian Smith and I guess I'll, I'm gonna go ahead and drop us in on the theme song my uh, my housemate Chase Perry wrote wrote the song um, I picked out a song that I really liked by Tears for Fears called Head Over Heels, and I gave it to Chase, and I let him do his scrow magic. He's an EDM producer extraordinaire, and he shot me back his mix of that track. And then I went and I took it and I threw some uh, audio clips of some uh, philosophers and some writers that I really respect. And uh, it's a pretty long intro. It's about a minute. I'm going to try and edit it down for the, the, the other episodes that will be coming up, but... Today, for Lucian, for Lucian's episode, I want to listen to it because Chase put a lot of energy into it, and fuck it, I just love the song. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoy the show. This is Inside the Mind's Eye with Lucian Smith. Everything in my own immediate experience supports my deep belief that I am the absolute center of the universe. 
the realest, most vivid and important person in existence. But it's pretty much the same for all of us. It is our default setting, hardwired into our boards at birth. Your essential self is the foundation of the universe. Just as the waves are continuous with the ocean, your body is continuous with the total energy system of the cosmos. And it's all you. That self is the basis of all being. We are the consciousness that allows the universe to view itself. Life as we experience it is a big act. And that behind this big act is the player. And uh, the player you. I want to start the story in early November 2015. I had just returned from a cruise. And during that time, I didn't touch any social media or internet at all. In fact, the day or two before I left the cruise, I published a, a video, my first video on Facebook, and I was terrified of even getting on social media. I shared myself true and honest, and then I just let the world have it. And when I do things like that, it, it, I shell up a little bit. And um, I did that thing, and then like a couple days later, I went and had one of the best weeks of my life full-blown relaxation in the sun, live music playing all the time. Uh, I even got entered into a dance contest and got third place in front of the, the cruise ship and, uh, and managed to flirt a little bit of romance with a girl that I met. It was an awesome time. And um, we embarked on November 7th and we disembarked November 14th of 2015. Once we got off the ship, uh, we began the drive back to Atlanta. Uh, it was about this time, um, maybe four or five hours into the trip back, that I decided to get back on social media. And when I did, uh, I was confronted with a reality that I didn't quite believe. I saw that my friend Lucian had passed away. A lot of times I don't know what to do, so I write. This was written November 14th, 2015 at 11.18 p.m. My gut has been clenched since I heard the news. That uncomfortable squeeze feeling located in the core of your stomach. It's tough to locate it. It seems to be centered around my torso. It's that type of gut clench that can only be relieved by a cry. And still, I linger on without one. Instead, thoughts of Lucian swim around in my head, 
His laughter, his chatter, smile, and his badass tattoo sleeve. His energy and his essence. His life and his presence fills my spirit with remorse. It's tough to place it, the feeling I'm trying to understand. To wrap my mind around a fact. One of the few facts that I can fully believe in. A fact that we all understand, even accept, though sometimes we forget. Death. For the last week, I've lost myself to life, and now I find myself wrapped in quiet contemplation. Just returned from out of country, I've spent the afternoon driving home, only to discover an hour ago that my friend Lucian has passed on. I'm not trying to write right now. I'm trying to feel, and I know what to do. I want to tell a story. This might not be the right time. I'm writing to process, to find some meaning for something I don't understand. And though I know I want to share this story, I don't know if my voice is sufficient enough to explore it. But I'm going to try. When I first found out that Lucian had passed, grief overcame me. I, um, I spent 20 minutes sitting in the front seat of the car uh, just thinking. And I thought of him. Uh, it was only then that I realized that I had his voice on my phone. And uh, I wanted to hear him. So I played back uh, the recording that we had made, the first half of the podcast that we had started, and it made me feel better. I spent the rest of the trip uh, listening to the band M83, uh, a band he also really liked. I can't really quite describe it. I, I guess I can try to. That's what I'm doing. But I stayed in, uh, in that state of grief uh, overnight. I got home. I like walked in the living room, didn't really know what to do. Sat at the computer. I was going to try and write something. Then I was like, I don't even, I don't even fucking care. <laughs> and then I, I went to bed and I woke up the next morning still feeling the same reflective uh, energy of, uh, of coming to terms with his passing. I woke up and I wrote Stream of Conscious. Uh, I wrote the Stream of Conscious, and then I called a friend, a close friend that lives down the street from me, and I uh, talked to her, and I told her, I just wanted to hear how she was taking everything because I still wasn't doing so well. And after I wrote, and after I talked to her, I felt better. The following piece is what I wrote that morning after Lucian passed away. And... Um, this is the story that will guide us into the conversation we shared before he passed. Afternoon pages, 11-15-2015. Death is a funny thing. Well, not so funny, it's interesting. Well, maybe not interesting, it just is. What am I trying to say? Death has fucked me up. Last night, I found out that a friend of mine, Lucian, has passed away. I'd spent an evening with him the Thursday night before I went out of town on a cruise. We were at the place, and he played some music. 
Last night, on the way home from Sarasota, Florida, I got on Facebook and saw that people were posting rest in peace messages on his wall. I didn't believe it at first, so I sent a message to someone who had written on his wall. He told me that Lucian had overdosed in his car and the cops had found him. My heart sank. All of the joy, excitement, and pleasure I was feeling. All of the awesome times and future projections of fun that were swimming around in my head immediately dissipated, and all I could think of was Lucian. In that car ride, surrounded by friends, I fell silent. I thought of him, his smile, his energy, his presence, and his essence. While sitting in the front seat, the world passing by in front of my field of vision, I remembered. I had recorded a conversation with him a month ago, a conversation where I interviewed him before he took the stage for the first time. He had called me a week before, asking me if I would go with him to the place and be with him while he went to an open mic and performed for the first time. I got mega excited and agreed. The day before he was set to perform, an idea popped into my head. An idea that it would be cool to interview him before he played and then do a follow-up after the show for a podcast. I wanted to tell the story of someone pursuing a dream for the first time, and I realized that Lucian could be the first case study. The next day, Lucian showed up at my house to jam a bit before we went to the open mic, and I told him about my idea. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want the attention. He said that it wasn't about that, that it was something he just wanted to do, and I completely understood. I immediately felt bad. I didn't want him to think I was taking advantage of him. That was not my goal. I just figured that we could make art out of him making art for the first time. It just seemed logical that the story that was unfolding in front of my eyes would be worth sharing, and I wanted to capture it. When he walked into my house, we set up our instruments, and he told me that he would do it for me. He wanted to help me the same way that I was helping him. I appreciated the sentiment and tried to reinforce the fact that capturing the story didn't matter as much as being there with him for his performance. I wanted to see him do his thing. Fuck making something out of it. But he persisted, and we decided to do the interview. After we played music for a bit, we went into my garage and I began to record us having a conversation. I asked him questions about what he wanted to do, why he was finally approaching the stage for the first time, all sorts of stuff. I had decided after we finished the conversation that I wasn't going to continue pursuing the rest of the story. I could tell he really didn't want to. It would have brought him out of his comfort zone and he didn't want the attention of folks especially if we did a full episode with him and shared it on social media and iTunes. He was not a guy who wanted fame or recognition. He wanted to live loud, but in the process of doing so, he wanted to stay quiet about it when he wasn't living. I don't know if that makes much sense. Either way, I have decided that I want to do a show about Lucian. Even though he will always live on forever through my heart and my actions, I want him to have a solid ground for people to experience him the way I did that evening. His jokes, his lackadaisical attitude, his humor when confronted with 
inappropriate existential questions. Everything that got captured on that recording is cause for celebration, and I want to celebrate with everyone who knew him. It's an 11-minute conversation, and I listened to it the night I discovered that he had passed on. It was good. I laughed and chuckled, and I felt remorse. I felt hope, too. I felt like this was something that people should hear, something that would give him an opportunity to express himself even after death. When I listened to his voice, some of the grief that consumed me subsided. When I listened to his voice, I felt like I wasn't so alone. And for that reason, I want to share his story with you. So you just want to go completely anonymous? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I hate the sound of my voice, though. Like what? especially through like a recording. I'm gonna even know Sarah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be bumming some since you're. No, we're gonna leave them out here. We're gonna leave them out. Yeah. What time do I have to go there? Oh, we we're can, good. We can leave. We can leave in 15 minutes. Yeah, I have 15 minutes. Huh? Yeah. Uh, you hate the sound of your voice? I hate the sound of my own voice. It's awful. Jimi Hendrix hated the sound of his voice too. I hated it at first until I started li- listening more. Yeah, yeah. I'm too self-critical, dude. I hated, I, I did my first I ever... I think it's too nasally. I'm very self-conscious about it. my voice. I did a, an interview this week, a video interview, and saw myself talk for the first time in my entire life. Oh, wow, you watched camera. a video? Wow. And I was That's like, terrifying. That was terrifying. That's awful. Yeah. That's like actually looking in the real, that's the real mirror. I've never seen myself speak. I have. Do you Snapchat yourself? Not speaking. I'm really? Weird, I'm weird about it, dude. Oh, really wow. weird. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Good for you. So, uh... It's a good thing to be weird about. You can be weird about much worse shit. So what are we about to go do? We're about to go play an open mic at the place in Marietta. And you've never... And it's called The Place, and when I tell people The Place, <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to suffix that with bar and grill. Yeah, Because you're like, what place? There's and a like, lot of it's, places. It's a, it's, called, it's a bar, and they're like, well, what bar? And I'm like, it's called The Place. It's like the dude where's my car... Yeah. Dude, sweet, dude, sweet, dude, Where's sweet, your car, dude? dude? Yeah, where's your car? Sweet. What's my tattoo say? Dude, what's my tattoo say? Sweet. You know, I'm that. at the place. Which place? The bro. place, bro. The place. That's how this week has 
turn into. So you've never you've never performed in public before? God no. I mean, like when I was a kid, I was in like plays and shit, and like I like really fucked up a song when I was doing this like charity auction date auction thing. I had to play a song, and I just failed. So that. Why? Why? How come now? How come you decided to give it a go now? I don't know, cause I, cause it was suggested to me by uh, people, and to get to, and to work past another step in, you know, creativity, I guess, and then live performance, performance art. Yeah, is what it is. Cause you're really good at guitar. Got a great ear for music. You're writing all the time, right? I do write some, yes. And then you talked to me a couple times about wanting to go and perform, but... And I really pulled the trigger on it. You know? I had to go with someone. There's no way I'll fucking do this. I'm too much of a vagina. I'm gonna fucking do this my way. It's a little tart. Just being a little tart about it. Are you, you sc- are you scared at all? Oh, absolutely. Dude, fuck yeah, of course I am. Anyone that gets up on stage for the first time to ex- use some sort of self-expression that they've condoned to only their parents bedroom they let you roommates that let you be their roommate you know you think it's possible guitar. to be a successful roommate musician? roommate successful guitarist yeah with that just plays in my parents no i gotta get out there and do my shit dude that's all that's all people i know i've talked to people in the industry and people outside of the industry that know people and it's like dude it's musician being a musician is a fucking hard gig dude but i'll be like 35 and it's like didn't say i didn't try it and, like, be miserable, like, doing a PR media fucking production job or some shit. Like, I might, got my degree in. So you really want to actually actually give it, a, give it a shot? Yeah, if I meet the right people. It all depends if I meet the right people and it falls into place, dude. I can't, the more if I try and force, force it, it's not going to happen. What would you say, like, if you were living the life you dreamed of, what would that consist of? Fuck, dude. I'd probably just be traveling and playing music and be in and out of love with, like, two or three women. Yeah. I feel like every good, two, strong in and out man. of love with two or three women at once, and then be touring on the road. Making but like, money. I don't even care if I'm making money. Like, I care like I'm just able like to eat and sleep. Huh? Like, I don't go fuck. I just want to go on tour. Huh? And do you date and, but 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 being in in out of love with a couple girls at once, it makes for really great, really great playing. That would be great. Really great <laughs> music. It's written when I am in those kind of moods. What do you th- what do you think uh, what do you think art is to you? Art? Yeah. Dude, art is, to me it's like fucking. I was, it was interesting. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, because I hate on like the electronic music a lot. You know, I appreciate it, but it's like, oh, I gotta go see that laptop bullshit. I'm very cynical mm-hmm. and snobby about it, but I like it. I've been to the big electronic festivals, and I I've seen the acts that I wanted to see, but you know, I think to myself like. They're using pre-recorded samples that they didn't make themselves, and they just bought sample packs. And they, they, but what they did was they take – it's like an artist that doesn't make their own paint. Artists buy paint, and they use it to create something on a tapestry, yeah. just like some sort of guitarist will paint everything. I think it's just a general tapestry, and whatever you throw on it like is it, fucking – it's personal. It's art is just personal. Yeah, everyone uses a camera. It's Period. What they do with the lenses that have already been there. That adjusts the, the image of what it is. Like yeah, so you know, I get it. Laptop people, you know, they but they do the same thing an, an artist does. I think there's like you I know, think there's two so. sides to art. I think there's the art that we create and the stuff that we do for us. Like oh, you perf- stuff you perform. You just know that difference. Well, there's a difference between making art and creating art, and then the second half 
which is the displaying of yeah, the art. Yeah, performing, yeah, performing the art, yeah. Which is, the, which is basically the door you're about to walk through tonight. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just going to go play music, dude. Yeah, I have a weird attitude. I don't. I I told you this what was a couple days ago. Like if I was famous, I would go crazy. I would There's no way I can handle that. Huh? Why not? Fuck being famous, dude. Do you see what how much shit famous people get? Yeah. Do you know how much shit that I get, and I'm not famous for the shit that I say and do? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I have a. It's a nightmare having normal social life. There's no way I could have the real. No way I can handle that. But to, that's just what I don't want. I'm sure I could get through it somehow. Yeah, but if, if, if fame, somehow I got went viral overnight, or something happened in general, just I'm not talking about for music. I'm talking about just famous in general. So a famous tennis player, a soccer player, same same difference. Right. If, you know, fame's. The, what should I do with these? Just put them on the ground. Okay. I think I think for us, you know, I don't know. I just feel like fame would be a side effect of. Uh, Honing I mean, it in can on be. what we really want to do. It can be. It's definitely a side effect, but I know a lot of people that do it for that specific reason so they can get... I mean, sure, they, they love music, but, like, dude, they're in it so they can think they're the shit and to try and get women. Mm. And to escape from some fucking reality they never wanted to really face. That's what I think I've found, meaning I've met a lot of musicians, or at least music people in the last year specifically... Like, successful and, like, festival-grade musicians. And I can just kind of just tell things from people. I don't know. I could be judging all of them completely incorrect. Or not. I, I believe. Uh, uh, I, I feel the same way because I believe the best art not. is when the artist it, addresses themselves. Right. We have a mutual friend, and I'm not going to say his name on the fucking Zero recording, I think. Um, but he is a phenomenal guitarist. I mean, miles, I mean, not miles, from like the, but where I would love to play, yeah, be comfortable good. playing. And he, he like wants to be like a rapper, too, an R&B or a producer and do like trap beats, but like do like R&B rap video, music videos and like want to be like, he wants to be like a famous character, like have his name branded, you know, like first name, last name. You know, like, I, I, I just think that... But that's not the goal for you. No, like, some people want to do that, and they want to get their image out there and produce it, but I, but I know there's some form of getting your image out there in this in order to eat and be successful. And, like, I'm just trying to find that middle ground of, like, how much do I expose myself in order to reach somewhat of a goal that I want to obtain? Because if you totally sell out and put yourself out there, you end up being a fucking <laughs> sellout, and I'm not going to fucking play the same fucking show every night. Right. So what would you say the Fuck goal is? No. I'd never do that. I have no idea. Be able to eat and sleep and be in love with two or three women. <laughs> that probably aren't that in love with me. Yeah. You know. The first the first time I got on stage it was I want to I wanted to uh, I was just mega uncomfortable about it, but I wanted to do it because I wanted to try. I want to at least give it an honest shot at being a musician. Sure, sure, sure. sure. And all I, like you, man, it wasn't about fame, it wasn't about money, it was like, I want to... Dude, yeah, you pick the wrong job, you want money. Yeah, I want to just be able so to... like, be broke as shit. ...play music on stage and be, hopefully, successful to where I don't have to worry about bills by playing music. Right, that's what I would want to do. But I would want to teach. See, it's like, anyone can get a music degree and teach. So I don't want to teach, I don't have patience for that. I want to express My teacher myself. is incredible, I don't know how he has patience for me, but... Yeah, I just want to do He's it. a very gifted guitarist as well. Huh. He's into like super war. He's very into worship music too. Yeah. Super into the worship scene, which is cool. You know, tons of people, millions of people love worship music, but 
there's some really talented worship musicians out there. That's a new realization of mine. Some of the most talented people that I've seen play are worship musicians. Or jazz players. Dedicated jazz players, and they only play fucking jazz. And worship players. Have I found have been the best musicians. That I think. I want to I want to ask you some introspective questions. Holy Christ! How much longer do we have? Just a minute or two. Cool. All right, now that's fine. Who do you think you are? Like, who do I think I am? Dude. Like, if you were to decide and say, like, for me, who I am is my is thoughts. This like a, is this like a, a static question that you keep in all the interviews and like wrap it up with this? Introspective. That's that was off the rib. It's pro, it's pretty. Oh, that was sh- off it's the a rib. shitty question. It's dude. a shitty question. <laughs> no, it's actually a very broad who, and open-ended question. Who do you think you are? Now, what do, what do you think? Like, for you, what's what's like? What what is this? What is what we're about to do, or what is what is life? Just to you? What, what do you is life? What do you think happiness is for you? What do you oh, think? God. See, this is when I like got to turn off and like not be serious. Like, I just want to troll you right now. Troll it. Oh, I just want to troll you so hard. I'm not going to. The get money and fuck bitches. That's the, that's the creed. That's, that's yeah, the motto. That's, that's, I'm going to keep it at that. Get money and fuck bitches. All right. I think we're good. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. All right. So last thing before we wrap up. We're going to go to the place. There's going to be people there. Yeah. We're going to step up oh, in there. Oh, you're going to interview me afterwards Mm-mm. and stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll get a quick snippet. but uh, uh, like, oh, yeah, It was great. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. That's exactly what I'm going to say, because that's what, like, every facing every fear in life is. Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except, like, family death and shit. That's fucking sad as shit. That is sad. That's something that you don't get. But anyway, it doesn't apply to everything. So. You want to do it? Yes, don't give me this, like, weird, just... That's it. We're done. Yeah. Oh, we're done? Yeah. Turn it. Turn it on top. <laughs> I'll show you. Okay. This is how it's done. Five, 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 five. This week has been an experience for me. Documenting this story. Recording it. After seven years of being involved in 12-step meetings, I cried for the first time during a share. I'd spent the entire afternoon working on Lucian's episode for this podcast. Uh, Once I finished recording the story, I added music to the background and listened back. Tears welled up in my eyes and I lost myself to emotion. The perfection I was hoping to capture was caught. I listened to the episode three more times, once while I was editing, once while I was showing Chase, and another time while I was driving to a meeting. I got choked up each time I listened. When I arrived at the meeting, I was adrift emotionally. My heart had been spilled into the episode, and listening back created a well within my spirit that filled with pride. I loved every minute of what I did. I raised my hand to share about the emotional roller coaster I experienced all week leading up to that meeting. I gave a quick synopsis of what I had done that afternoon, about my own pursuit of sharing myself on video, podcast, and written word about losing a friend three months ago, about finding the strength within myself to tell the story that I know could be caught. As I spoke, the well in my spirit began to deepen and I found myself losing track of what was actually happening. 
words just seem to flood from my mouth, and as I sit and recollect, I'm not entirely sure exactly what was said. But near the end of my share, tears began to wisp themselves in the corner of my eyelids. I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to capture the man I knew and the dream he was pursuing, and I just think I'd, I did a really good job. I shuddered a bit. I could tell my body was about to start sobbing, and I stopped speaking. I spent the next 15 minutes quietly sobbing to myself in flashes. The only person that mattered, the only one I was trying to prove something to was myself, and with Lucian's story, I had made myself proud, and I couldn't handle the emotion. It felt, and continues to feel, amazing. One of the struggles I've been coming to terms with is the fact that the work I do holds the most value to me, and that it's okay if other people aren't listening, reading, or watching. Everything I do, I do for me. And yesterday I realized that's how it needs to be done. I will share this episode next week, but the success I have experienced from creating, the influx of emotion that has challenged me to be true, to be an artist, has already been caught. Once I give the show to the world, it isn't mine anymore. It's everyone's. It will be up to anyone's own interpretation, judgment, and meaning. And that's how it should be. All I want to do is make things I wish I could read, wish I could hear, and wish I could see. Giving it away is part of the courage that I'm developing as I try to become an artist. Lucian's story is now finished, and I feel good. I will ride the wave the rest of today and probably into tomorrow, but a new story will present itself and I will have to challenge myself to be better than I thought I could be, to be perfect in my own imperfection as a human being. The journey is never over, the horizon is always just ahead, in pursuit of me, in pursuit of we, in pursuit of creativity. From my mind's eye to yours. Creatures of my dreams, right?